Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here is a sample of what you'll be hearing today. And what he says stands. What he says is eternal. It doesn't matter if all the world says you are good, but if God says bad, that's it. That's over. There's nothing that we can do then. But if God says good and the whole world says bad, we say whatever. It doesn't matter whatever. What the Father says, uh, that is what goes. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another Thursday night right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have a spectacular time tonight in the Word of God. And of course, I'm excited that you decided to join me. Thank you so much for being so faithful uh, to watch and to listen every week. Thank you for taking this journey with me to overcome our fears. Well, tonight we're going to continue in that series. This is part number 16, and we're still going strong at it. So we're going to have a great time tonight. Before we get started, let's go ahead ahead and have a word of prayer. And then also, we're going to blow the shafar after we pray. As a matter of fact, yeah, we're going to do that. So let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' mighty name for this time that you've given us to gather around your word. Lord, we pray that you would speak to us tonight expressly by your spirit, that you would lead us into all truth, and that you would show us things to come. Lord, we open up our hearts, and we really do want to hear from you. So move by your divine spirit and just touch us, heal us, and deliver us, make us whole. Help us to see us uh, the way you see us. Help us to have the mind of Christ in operation that we may serve you fully. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let me go get our shafar. Hold on a second. All right, let's blow the shafar. glory glory hallelujah i just love 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 blowing that shofar oh that's wonderful i pray that you are blessed as well every time we blow it all right let's get into the word tonight we're going to start with our affirmation so get ready let's do this god has not given me a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind i have been washed by the blood of jesus The greater one lives in me, and I am yielded to his spirit. Therefore, I shall always overcome, be triumphant, and excel in all matters of the kingdom. Today, I declare I am fearless, bold, and safely secured in the Father's love for me. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. All right, last time we started talking about those eight items, those these eight mindsets or heavenly realities that we need to focus on to help us overcome uh, fear. Let me give you those eight things again. Number one, uh, focus on the fact that you have been forgiven, uh, that you are complete in Christ. We went there last week. Three, that you are blameless in his sight, and we're going to look at that today. 
Four, that you are loved and accepted. Five, valued. Six, never condemned. And uh, seven, safe. Eight, an entirely new person. An entirely new person. So we're going to look at that today. So if you haven't heard parts 15 all the way back to number one, go back and do it. I know it's going to bless you. Colossians, the second chapter, verses two, uh, two, rather chapter two, verse eight, nine, and 10. My goodness. Let's look at this. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So, uh, this verse 10, so you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. Hallelujah. And the only thing I want to say about that again is that uh, please be mindful of current philosophies that are going on, not just uh, or teachings that are going on, not just uh, in the worldly sense, but there are some teachings that are going out now, uh, even in some forms of the church or people that call themselves Christ or uh, Christians that say, well, everybody's going to get saved no matter if they believe in Jesus or not. Well, that's not the word. And remember, our testimony uh, is found in the word of God. We live the word. We don't base our testimony or our, or our lives on human philosophy or other people. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's all about Jesus. It really is. It really is. And if anybody ever excludes them, excludes them in their teaching, you, we're going to have to just uh, call that thing just a myth. It's, it's debunked. It's, it's no good. Uh, only Jesus has life. Hallelujah. All right. So let's go into the next part of this blameless. You are blameless in him. So let's go to Colossians, the first chapter, Colossians 1, verses 21 through 22. Let's really get into this. It says, And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death. To, God has reconciled you in the body of Jesus Christ, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Now, the word unblameable there, and this is what we want to look at, we are blameless. So we've got to confess we are blameless in his sight. Notice that it says to make you, rather to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight in the sight of God. You are blameless in the sight of God. You say, well, I'm not blameless inside of people. People don't have a heaven or hell to put you in. Now, they may, they may uh, do things that make you think you're in hell, right? Or it may be some one for relationships. You feel like, oh, this must be heaven. But that's not the eternal place either way. All right, man does not hold the keys to heaven or hell. It's the father. He is the judge. So I want you to understand this kind of like in a, in a court case. This will sort of help bring it together for us. Uh, you are standing before God, who is the high judge, the head judge, the chief judge. And he makes the decision of guilt or innocence. He makes a decision of being 
um, condemned or being without fault, blameless. All right. He makes that declaration. And what he says stands. He, what he says is eternal. It doesn't matter if all the world says you are good, but if God says bad, that's it. That's over. There's nothing that we can do then. But if God says good and the whole world says bad, we say whatever. It doesn't matter whatever. What the Father says, uh, that is what goes. Amen. All right. So the word unblameable, uh, uh, unblameable here in the text means it's talking about a sacrifice without spot or blemish, a sacrifice without spot or blemish. It means also faultless, faultless or simply without blame, without blame. So as it talks about a sacrifice, remember in the Old Testament, uh, the, worshiper would, the worshiper would bring their lamb or their offering in, and as long as the priest received their animal, their sacrifice, they were received. We've gone through this uh, also in the series that we're currently in, uh, talking about get up. That's the name of the series. But let me just tell you a little bit about it now. The worshiper would bring their animal in, and it was the job of the high priest to inspect the animal to make sure that it had no spot, no, no blemish whatsoever, and make sure that it was acceptable. Why? Because that animal was a representation or a figure, if you will, in the Old Testament, a figure of Christ. And Christ would be that lamb that had no spot and no wrinkle. So the priests were supposed to look over that and make sure it had no spot, no wrinkle. And as long as the lamb or the uh, sacrifice was accepted or approved of, then the worshiper was accepted and approved, right? Because your offering always represented uh, the person that was giving it. The offering, talking about the lamb, uh, always represented the person who was giving it. If you think about this same uh, case too, uh, in the case of Cain and Abel, Abel's sacrifice was received, but uh, Cain's sacrifice was not. Their sacrifices represented them before God. It wasn't that when God dealt with Cain, uh, it wasn't that so much uh, Cain was looked down upon. It was Cain's offering, because even the father said, if you do right, won't you be received? If you do right, if you bring the Proper offering, won't you be received? It was the offering. It was the offering because his offering was not received. Uh, Cain was not received. Abel was received because his offering was received. All right, grab a hold of this. So all of the offerings in the Old Testament, all of that represented Christ. When the worshiper would come with his offering, as long as the high priest uh, received the offering, as long as the high priest said, okay, this has had no spot, no wrinkle, it's blameless, then we can offer this before the Father because it was representing Christ. Now, let's fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus is a Lamb of God who, who, comes to, who has, has come to take away the sins of the world. Now, it is not us that is examined, those of us who are in the body of Christ, it's not us that's examined, but it's our sacrifice. Jesus is the perfect spotless lamb who has come to take away our sins. He is offered up before the Father as our atonement, as the spotless sacrifice, the blameless sacrifice. There was no guile, foul, there was no guile found in his mouth. He was innocent. The innocent died for the guilty so that the guilty could be 
innocent before God. All right. So Jesus is our sacrifice. And because of him, he is examined. It is not me. It is him. I am in him. We are in Christ. And so Christ has fulfilled all the requirements for the law. All right. That has made us holy. All right. Let's go back to this again. So it says that it talks about being blameless. Remember the word blameless here means part of the definition is a sacrifice without spot or blemish. In other words, there was another that died in your place. There was another that made the sacrifice for you. So when the father looks at you, he's not seeing you or just you. He's seeing you through Christ. He's seeing you through the shed blood of Jesus. And it is the blood of Jesus over your life that makes you holy, that makes you without blame, that makes you without spot, that makes you without wrinkle. It is the blood of Jesus and your faith and confidence in the finished work of Christ. That's talking about grace, the grace of God, the unmerited favor of God that has been poured out upon you because of what Jesus Christ has done for you with his precious blood. Amen. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. So the sacrifice of Jesus has made you blameless in the sight of God. Oh my goodness, I want to go on, but let's camp out there for a moment. It says, uh, the, the verse says again that you are blameless. Uh, verse 22, it says, in the body of his flesh through death, talking about Jesus, he says, to present you, Jesus presents us uh, to present you holy, he presents us holy and without blame or unblameable and unreprovable in his sight, in the sight of God. Now, we have a lot of inspectors here on this world, and everybody likes to judge everything. And uh, even we have a lot of uh, scientific equipment that can measure this and meter that and microscope this and x-ray that. And, and there are a lot of tools that man uses to examine something, to, to uh, assess its worth, value, to assess its quality, even to assess its purity. All right. There are maybe thousands of dollars or millions of dollars worth of equipment that people use to do that. But that's no comparison to the eyes of God, to the eyes of God. When you stand in the eyes of God, when you stand in the Lord's presence, when he sees you as you are in Christ, now the eyes of the Lord see everything. There is nothing that is uh, apart from his sight. He sees everything. This is God. He sees everything. And when he looks at you, he sees and says, blameless, without fault, blameless, without fault. Now, you and I have to say amen to that. Amen to that. I am in Christ Jesus. I am without fault. I am without fault. I am blameless. Now, if God looks at you, 
because of the finished work of Jesus, because of his blood has been sprinkled upon your life. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, hallelujah. Because when God looks at you and he sees the blood applied to your life, it is that blood that is far superior than your sin. It is that blood that makes the unrighteous righteous. It is that blood that makes the unacceptable accepted. It is the blood of Jesus that makes the unlovable lovable. It is the blood of the eternal sacrifice, Jesus Christ himself, that has been sprinkled upon your life, that when God sees the blood, he says, unblameable. He says, holy, holy, without blame, without fault, unreprovable. Glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. We have faith in the finished work of Jesus, it is his blood that has power, and his blood will never, ever lose its power. Oh, glory to the Lamb of God. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I love that. So, because his blood has been applied to your life, his blood, the blood of the sacrifice, has made you blameless. This is why Romans, the eighth chapter, I love this here, Romans, the eighth chapter, verse number one says, therefore, it says, rather, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is no condemnation. And that's part of our confession here, too. As we go down the list, I think it was, uh, about, yeah, number six, you will never be condemned because the blood of the lamb has been applied to your life. You say, well, that's far-fetched. Well, it's actually not because, again, if you go back into the Old Testament, it is always the lamb. It is always the lamb that was examined, uh, not the worshiper. And when you have faith in what God did through Christ Jesus, the Father imputes righteousness uh, unto your account. In other words, he accredits your account as righteous. He accredits you as righteous without any work of your own. Remember, you are reckoned righteous in the sight of God because of your faith in what he has done through Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I love this. And then I love, as you go further on down in Romans 8 chapter, let's look at verse 31 through 34. Ooh, feel free to shout right where you are. Glory to God. Here we go. Listen to this. Uh, he says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Let's stop right there and run around in place. Let's do some jumping jacks. Glory to God. Remember, you are holy and without blame in his sight, unreprovable in his sight. This is something that God has done. Now, back up for a moment. Back up. We said this was like a some type of courtroom experience, right? Um, uh, the father, as judge, sees you. He has examined you. He's examined the evidence, and he he sees the blood that has been applied upon your life and he makes a judgment. God himself made a judgment. Glory to God. And he says, 
holy, without blame, spotless. Hallelujah. Why did God say that? Why can he say that? Knowing what we have done. Why, why does God say that? Knowing about the sin that we committed. Because listen, it's not about you and it's not about me. It's not about the good you've done or the good I've done or the bad you've done or the bad I've done. But it's all about what Jesus did. Hallelujah. Over 2,000 years ago, upon that old rugged cross. Hallelujah. He bled. He died. He went into the lower parts of hell for you and I. And on the third day, he rose with all power in his hand. Glory to God. Resurrected forever, forever, forever at the right hand of the Father. And you know, it didn't stop there. He presented his own blood before the Father as our high priest, as the high priest did there in the Old Testament. He presented his own blood before the Father, the blood of the new covenant hallelujah this blood of grace and the father approved of that sacrifice and just like the old testament priest he dipped his hand in his blood in his own blood and the high priest would sprinkle the blood upon the people glory to god glory to god and whenever wherever that blood touched that object became holy it became holy it became without spot or wrinkle or blemish because of that perfect blood that was sprinkled upon you and I. It's all about the blood of Jesus and upon his sacrifice for you and I. Oh, I love Jesus. Mm. So as we think about this courtroom experience here, and oh my goodness, it's almost time for us to go. As we think about this courtroom experience and think about the devil trying to condemn you and, and people trying to condemn you and saying you're not this and you're not that, bringing up your past or even bringing up what you did last night. And it's now in the devil's voice. You're hearing, you're hearing people's voices and you're also hearing your own voice. But you've got to remind them all, I am righteous and I am blameless in God's sight because of the blood of Jesus, because of his sacrifice. Glory to God. So Listen again at um, Romans 8. Look at, listen to verse um, 31. It says, what shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? God is for you. My God, go on. It says, since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Look at verse 33. Who dares? I love this. Here come the leg. It's going to kick. It's, it's kicking out. Oh, my God. You can't stop it. Let's look at this. Who dares accuse us? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Glory to God. Look at verse 34. Who then will condemn us? No one for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Who can condemn you? Who has a voice before God? Who can point their finger at you before God and tell God, God, you are not blessed this one. God, this one is bad. God, don't you know what they did? God, this and God that the father says I am the one that called them righteous I am the one that called them holy I am the one that says they are blameless 
Who, who can condemn you when the judge himself has already said, holy, righteous, redeemed, justified. Oh, my God. Somebody needs to really get in this, really, really get this. This is how God sees you. And remember, we're going through these things so that we may begin to have the mind of Christ in operation, the mind of God, the mind of God. Now, there is a lot of warfare going on between the ears, right? Between the ears, because you see something, you're hearing something, but then all of a sudden we also hear God saying something. So we got to agree with the voice of God and not the voice of self, not the voice of the world. Agree with what God says. And when you do that, your whole life begins to change. Let me show you a few more. And then we've got to close out. My goodness. Now, this was always God already. He always the father always intended us to be this way, intended us to be blameless in his sight by putting our faith in Jesus. Look at this. Ephesians one verses three and four. It says all praise to God, all praise to God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Look at verse 4. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be, come on, someone help me read it, to be what? Holy and what? Without fault in his eyes. King James says, without blame, God created you to be holy and without fault, without fault. That's your default setting. That's who you are. Of course, we begin to live on this planet and see other things. We begin to make mistakes and we begin to uh, be disappointed in all these things. But it's time for us to get up from where we are and begin to take our rightful place in the body of Christ and declare, declare who we are in him and allow the spirit of God to uh, to walk it out through us that we may live out who we are in the Lord. Let me show you just, oh, my God, there's so much more. Let me show you one more, because um, even in marriage, this concept of blameless and with, without fault, you can see it shining through. You can see it shining through, even in the Christian marriage. Let's look at this in Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5, verse 21 through 27. As we begin to close, I always try to keep these at around 20 minutes, but... I don't always succeed, but I pray you give me grace. All right, let's go on. Ephesians 5, verse 21 through 27. Listen to this. It says, and further, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Look at verse 22. For wives, uh, for wives, this means submitting to your husbands as to the Lord. For a, a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. Verse 24, as the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Now listen to verse 25, the role of the husband. Somebody, some wives say, well, I don't know if I can submit to him. Oh, it's easy to submit to somebody that, uh, that has the role of Christ in mind, that is 
It's, in other words, it's easy to submit, wives, it's easy to submit to a husband that is laying his life down for you, just like Christ did for the church. There's, there's no issue there. Are you hearing? When both parties fulfill those roles, there's no issue. It's easier for a husband uh, to love his wife when she is submitted to him as the church is submitted to Christ. So when, when both parties flow together and work at it, the way the Lord says, it's a beautiful thing. Look at verse 25. It says, uh, for husbands, this means, for husbands, this means love your wives just as. Now, this is big. Love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. Why did he do that? To make her holy and clean, washed by the, washed by the cleansing of of God's word. He did this to present her to himself. Now he's talking about the church and Christ, right? Jesus died for the church. And this is why he did this. This is why he did this. He did this to present her, the church, us, you and I, to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault. So how can Jesus accomplish that? By giving his own blood, by, by shedding his own blood, by dying for her. That's exactly what Jesus did for us. We are the church. That's exactly what he did. It was his blood that makes us holy, his blood that makes us without fault and, and, and makes us blameless. We think we have to do this and do that in order for us not to have spot or wrinkle. No, it's all in Jesus. It's all in Jesus and having faith in what he has done. I'm telling you, this is magnificent, magnificent. So as it talks about these roles of marriage, I want you to see what Christ is doing for us. And it's easy to submit to someone that gives their all, my God, that paid the ultimate price for you. And last, let's look at Hebrews 10, 4, 10, 14. And we're going to stop here. Oh my goodness. Hebrews 10, 14. It says, for by the one offering, talking about Jesus, for by the one offering, he forever made perfect. I love that word. He forever. Can you say forever? I can't hear you. Yeah. He forever made perfect those who are being made holy. Oh, my God. Through the blood of Jesus, you are forever made perfect. And you are being made holy. In other words, you are walking that thing out day by day, becoming more and more holy. You're growing in holiness. And that simply means you're growing every day to be more and more like Christ. Glory to God. So that's what I want to tell you about tonight, that you are blameless in the sight of God. You are blameless in his sight, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus has done. And it's up to us to say, amen, Father, amen, amen. I believe it and I receive it. And, and I walk into that. I, I make confession of that. And that is so in my life. We're not trying to work to earn righteousness. No, we are righteous. Jesus made us that way. And as you confess that and, and pray in line with that, and allow the Holy Spirit to walk that out in you, my goodness, life completely changes. Life completely changes. Well, let's go ahead and pray before we go out tonight.
Father, I pray for my friend that is right now listening and watching from all around the world. Father, I pray that you would show them, show us who we really are in Christ. Reveal this blameless, without fault um, concept that you've, that you've given us tonight. Lord, show us in such a way that it is undeniable. Lord, let your word break down the barriers and break down the criticisms and rejections of men and even the abuses that we put upon ourselves. Uh, let your word destroy the word curses that have been spoken over us as well, that we may stand and arise and be all that you've called us to be. Lord, we declare through your great love that fear is cast out and that we are safe and secure in you. Bless your people, Father, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, I enjoyed you tonight. I really enjoyed you tonight, and I hope that you enjoyed uh, tonight's Bible study as well. We're going to go out with the blowing of the shofar. Remember, you can contact us on our website 24 hours a day at kingdomrock.org. You can click the contact button and leave a prayer request or whatever you like to to do, uh, say there, and we'll be glad. We would be glad to pray with you. I promise. So glad to pray with you. And remember, while you're there on the website, if you feel the Lord tugging at your heart to give a donation, just uh, click on the give button, and uh, we'll be grateful and grateful and grateful to receive uh, the offerings, your tithes and offerings into the ministry here. We really do appreciate it. Let me say this as well. If you're a member of a local church, your tithe belongs in your local church. But as the Lord stirs you, you can definitely give an offering, and we definitely uh, thank the Lord for it, and we celebrate you in His presence. All right, we love you guys, and we will see you again on next week. Here we go. All right, bye-bye now. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.